amen, amen, amen. Well, as you heard, we have some special birthdays. One of them is today, our pastor. His birthday is today, but it just so happens his brother, his birthday was yesterday. So can you imagine being brothers or sisters and having a sibling that's a birthday one day off of yours, kind of stealing your thunder, kind of stealing your thunder. But if, they, if, they if y'all would both come up here, we've got a gift for y'all whenever you can make your way up here. We got together and got uh, a couple of cards that we want to present them with. <laughs> he says that mom and dad would buy him a gift and not have enough money the next day to buy him a gift. And so let me just tell you what we did here. <clears throat> we got them a very nice card and um, just so happens the gift card for both of y'all is in, is in his card. And what our plan was is to give him the gift card, but he's got to take you out to eat. So, so we gave all the years, you might go by yourselves. So this time he's buying yours. He's got to buy yours. <laughs> he sees that it finally happened. That's a first. So, uh, Lord bless y'all. We love y'all very much. We don't do this every year, uh, but we just felt like, hey, we wanted to do this. We wanted to celebrate them. We love y'all. Neither of them want to say anything. I don't think they can talk right now. Always. <laughs> Always. I'm going to be lucky enough to bring a sermon the first week of September. And uh, every song and every word today that has been spoken has already been dropped into my spirit. <clears throat> so, from my heart to you, I want you to know I love you very much. Me and my wife, we love you. Today is a special day, and I'm going to get to rejoice in it because Sister Jeannie made my favorite cake, pie, it's a mixture, and uh, her son-in-law said that he would bring that gift to me, but the problem is we wouldn't let Mike do that because I'd have never got it. <clears throat> we love you, we're proud of you, and God bless you, I'm proud of this man, and I'm proud of this young lady. They are truly leaders for this community. Amen. So give them a hand. God bless. And I vow, brother, I will carry you to McDonald's. I promise. <laughs> God bless you. Go ahead. Brothers. Happy birthday.
she's gonna she's gonna be so mad at me, so I won't get to her after church. But Tina Binge, it's your birthday today too. Happy birthday to you! Wow. Anybody else your birthday today? Because all of your thunder was absolutely stolen. Sorry, Tina. Hey, if it's your first time here, welcome to Covenant Church. We're a family of of believers and. We just love to, to meet new people, and thank you for being here today. Um, we do have a, uh, some gifts that we like to give people, so if you didn't get one of those, just look out in the foyer and talk to someone out there in the foyer as you're leaving, and uh, we've got those out there, some gift bags. We love to just give you something, and there's some free stuff in there, cool free stuff. Everybody loves cool free stuff. So uh, also want to welcome everybody that's watching online. Our online audience is, is growing pretty quick, and... Um, we praise God for everybody that can watch online, and those there's some that are sick, there's some that are out of town, there's some that live in another state, and they watch us online, and we believe that God's Spirit can fall anywhere. We love for you to be here in person. I, don't, I just I can't replace the, the experience of being here in person. I love to be here in person, but when you cannot be here in person, we do offer a, a good online experience, and that is going to be getting better and better and better. So welcome to everyone. If, if you're wondering what to do, you've been coming to church for a little while and you want to know what are my next steps, step over in this room after service and talk to someone. Find someone in the foyer out there at the liaison desk and talk about the next steps. We want you to get involved very quickly. It does not take a long time to get involved here at Covenant Church. Also, uh, thank you to everyone, everyone. Just give yourself a hand for giving. All right, let's go ahead and do that again. Clap for yourself a little stronger because you're doing a great job. I want to thank everyone for your giving, both online and you know the ways to give online and in person because this building expansion has started. And if you have, uh, in your mind, you've been thinking about what you want to give towards the new building project, now is the time. Now is the time. We are writing checks and things are going out the door and we do need the giving to continue and we thank you. We thank you in advance. We thank you for what you've given, what you're going, what you're giving now, and what you're going to give. Uh, it, thank God for provision. I thank God that He blesses me and my family with so much that I have an abundance just to give, and I will say, return to God what He has blessed me with. I don't look at it as giving. To me, and the Bible will agree with this. It's a return. We return to God what he has blessed us with. All right, if you were involved in the lake day yesterday, thank you for being there. It was a lot of fun, a lot of sunburns, a lot of red shoulders. Be careful who you hug and who you pat on the back today because there's some people that are a little sore and uh, they might not be raising their hands as high because that cotton shirt's rubbing a little tough on those shoulders, all right? Prayer tonight at 6 o'clock. Be here at 6 o'clock. It's powerful. We started this months and months and months ago. And it is powerful. We are getting together on Sunday nights and we pray. It's not complicated. It's not a hard equation. It's you communicating with God. We play music through the sound system. There's not live music. Our, our music team and our praise and worship team gets a break. And we pray on a Sunday night. And it's something that a lot of churches have gotten away from. But I'm going to tell you what. You cannot get away from the basics you cannot get away from building a relationship with God, and we need community prayer. You can pray by yourself in your car. You can pray by yourself on the lawnmower. You can be a loner if you want to be. I choose not to be a loner and secluded and segregated across, away from everybody, all by myself, however you want to put it and, and phrase it. 
I need you. I believe that you need me. <laughs> and I believe you need your neighbor. And we need each other. This is a tough world, and there's some tough things going on. And there is power in prayer. And there is power in corporate prayer. Can I get an amen? All right. One more thing, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to this word. I, I, we've got to go through so many things I know. But uh, this Wednesday... Um, so the construction started. Praise God for that. If you don't know what's going on, walk around there. They poured the footing for the wall. Uh, more concrete's coming. More and more concrete. Lord have mercy. Enough with the concrete. It's expensive. It's like I see it pouring out. It's like it's, it's like liquid gold coming out. <laughs> we can't go too thin, but we're gonna go as thin as we can go. <laughs> All right. Uh, Wednesday, men. Men, listen up. I need you to listen to me. If you are available this coming Wednesday. Our, our new signage is coming in, and there's one heavy piece, and that is the sign for the road. I've been told it's about 500 pounds, and I'm going to be getting with one man I know that's got a, a good-sized tractor, and we need any help that can be here Wednesday, and it's going to be probably delivered middle of the day. We're working on that. Travis and Vicki Edwards will let me know exactly the time, with hopefully within an hour. So uh, maybe somebody can leave work, get there. I'm off work, so I'll be there. We're going to get it done, but if, if you're available Wednesday, Wednesday, don't forget, you're, when you walk out of here today, let me know. Text me. Text me. Maybe put in a reminder in your phone right now. I don't want to drop a 500-pound sign out of the back of the truck that we've waited so long to get. The letters, not near as complicated, not near as hard, but that big sign going out to the road, 8 foot by 8 foot, we will need help. Uh, getting that out of the truck and into the life center and then we'll go from there to the road with new poles and all that stuff that's it it's time to get into the most important part and that is this word of God along with your worship our worship is so important that's the time we love to receive feed me feed me feed me but if you did not get involved in worship today and maybe you were a little closed off Okay, there will be another opportunity. And it's, it's such a blessing to just open up to God and allow yourself to worship the one who's putting the heartbeat in your chest. Kind of a big thing. The breath, and then the next breath. Oh, and then there's another breath. Oh, I have life. Maybe I would like sometimes to say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for my life. Thank you for my health. Thank you, Lord, that you bless my family. You bless my family with health. There's so much to be thankful for. We need to thank God. What we need to thank God. Let us pray. Father, we bless your name today. We thank you, Lord, for what you have done in the past. We thank you, Lord, that you are a present help in a time of need. You are here with us now. You presently help us now. And we thank you, God, for what you're going to do. We thank you, Lord, for provision. We thank you, Lord, for the finances to be able to build and add on. We thank you, Lord, for finances to start a school. We thank you, Lord, for vision. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you will bless this church as we bless this community and bless you. Lord, we vow to worship you and praise you and give you all of the glory. This is not our ministry, Lord. This is your ministry. This is your kingdom. And Lord, we pray that your kingdom come, your will be done in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we vow that we will do the work. Lord, send us the hard cases as we've already prayed before. Send those to us that are sick 
that need deliverance, that need the help. And Lord, we will do the work. We will put in the work. We will pray. We will fast. We will give of ourselves, of our time, of our talent, and our treasure. And we will reach this community through your help and only your help. It is in Jesus' name. Everybody say, in Jesus' name. Let it be. Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Praise God. If you've got your Bibles, if you would, turn with me to the book of Isaiah. I want to thank all of the volunteer and leaders that are downstairs right now because they are really, really a blessing to this church. If you are upstairs right now and you volunteer downstairs, thank you so, so much. Look over at your neighbor if you're a volunteer and just say, hey, you're welcome. I watched your kids on Wednesday nights. You're welcome. You're welcome. I will take tips. <laughs> you've been to places where maybe you've been to a zip line tour. You've been to places where there's something to do. And it's, they got a little jar that says tips accepted. Gratuity accepted. I know that no, none of you would ever accept a tip. But I'll tell you what. I hope that you will accept a pat on the back and some love from your pastor and your fellow uh, family here today. We love you and appreciate you. So many are downstairs. I know they're not hearing this. Many of them watch uh, the sermon and the message later on in the week uh, online. And so when y'all hear this, hey, thank you so much. Thank you for teaching our kids right now. And thank you for tuning in tomorrow and the next day. Because I know they'll watch it later on. All right, if you will, just go with me to Isaiah chapter 40. And my text is going to be through 27 through 31 of Isaiah. I'm going to read through it. We're going to come back to it several times. Hey, it's really quiet in here. Some, hey, I love it. I love it. There's, it's, everybody's paying attention. There's some pastors that get nervous, and they want to just hype the service up the entire time because they're, they're worried. I don't, what are we worried about? Hey, I, sometimes I, I just think you're just really tuned in and listening. I love the Word of God. You'll find out very quick if this is your first time here. I love to read the Word of God, and as I read it, I like to think about how whoever was speaking might have said it. Maybe a tone of voice, maybe some body language. You know, how does it relate to us today? And I like to break this down and get real with it. And you'll find out very quick, we get real with people around here. Why in the world would we not? I don't want to put out some fairy tale story, perfection, and, and, and give you the, the belief that my wife and I just have the perfect marriage and my, my family is the Brady Bunch. No, we are not the Brady Bunch. We have struggles. We fight with each other sometimes. We argue with each other, with, with each other sometimes. And we live a normal life. We are just like you. Don't put us up on a pedestal and think, oh, you're just, you've arrived and now you're great, great, great. No. We need, we need this. My wife and I, we read this in the morning together. And sometimes she says, hey, uh, you might want to read. Hey, let me read you something. Where are you reading right now? Oh, hey, hey you're, you're going to like this. This is good for you right here. I want you. Why is it that we don't read the Bible? Man, this is really good for me. I know we do that. Hey, be careful how much you're... Uh, Texting your wife and letting her or your husband and letting them know how much they need to read something. They need to do something. Huh? Is there, there's, it seems like there's a story in the Bible about a beam in my own eye. 
Years ago, I, I, I preached a sermon here, and I took a, a swim noodle, and I cut it in half and did a, a, a coat hanger here and I bent it around my head and had it in a hat, and I put that hat on, and that swim noodle was coming out of this eye and out the back, and the whole sermon I'm preaching is this big old swim noodle, and I'm just hammering on people and telling people what they need, how you need this, and I've got this beam in my eye, which was a swim noodle, but I think it got the message out. But listen, work on yourself. Work Work on yourself, me, myself, and I. All right, chapter 40, verses 27 through 31, let's get into it. Why do you say, O Jacob, and complain, everybody say complain, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord. They're saying, Lord, you don't see me. My cause is disregarded. You don't see me, God, by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord, there's the but, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength, they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I want to fly like an eagle. I want to be strong. I want to run and not grow weary. I want to walk and not faint. I want all of those things. And so today we're going to get into this and we're going to learn about how we can attain this. Okay? It's important that we don't put it on coast cruise control, and just hope for the best. Don't live a Tesla lifestyle where you can get in your car, punch in the destination, and just hope for the best. I hope I get there. I hope my car stops when it needs to stop. No, we're not going to live that lifestyle. But we've all been there before where... There's been times that we have we feel like we've been forgotten by God or maybe God has disregarded us. But I want to preach to you for a few, minutes, few moments today on get a grip. Just, I want to say it like people say it to me. Where they look at you and you go, get a grip. Let me say it over here. Get a grip. Come on, man. Come on. Get a grip. I, like, I want to go back and read this. This is exactly what I was thinking when I read this. Why do you say, oh, Jacob, and complain? My way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Get a grip. Have you not heard? Get a grip. It's like slap in the face. Do you, come on. Do you not know? Do you, have you not heard? Oh, but it's just, uh, get a grip. Come on. We need to get a grip on what God has got in store for us. Those who hope in the renew their strength, soar on wings like eagles, run and not grow weary, walk and not faint. I believe there's a powerful lesson in this sermon today, in this little bit, this little context of text of scripture. I believe there is a powerful message in here today. Tell your neighbor, just look at him and say, get a grip. Just get a grip. 
If you're feeling lost and lonely, it's time to get a grip and hold on. It is time to get a grip and hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. Get a grip. I want to focus on five things today. Strength, power, hope, vision, endurance. I was writing this down last night and I told my wife, I was like, oh, this is perfect. Strength, power. As I'm saying it, I'm putting my fingers in the air. Hope, there's three. Vision, there's four. Endurance, I'll, I'll, that's my grip. That's my grip right there. I cannot have a strong grip on things with this finger. I can't grip this very strong with one finger. But when I get everything on here, I can grip, and I need these things. And I'm going to speak about these things today, and I know there's other things. We, we, could, we probably could have 10. We probably could have 20. Today we're going to focus on five. We don't make it too complicated because I know some of y'all on your note taking, if, if you take too many notes, you're like, ah, oh, this is not even making sense. I can't make heads or tails. We're going to make it. We're going to make it. So I need this grip. And I want us to think about this today, how you may find yourself in this message, you may find yourself in this sermon, you may find yourself in these scriptures, and you say, oh, I feel like I'm strong, I feel like I'm strong. I don't, I don't really operate in faith too much, but I feel like I'm pretty strong. I do, I feel like I'm pretty strong, I feel like I'm a pretty strong person, and I can, I can, I can lift, I, I can lift. Yes, you can lift. And... Congratulations on being able to lift a Kleenex box. And, and, and you go to the gym and you grab your two and a half pound weight and you're like, you're working out. You're doing good. You know, Wednesday we talked about how if you want to grow stronger, and we talked about the physical side and how the muscle, if you want to grow stronger, you've got to break that muscle down. That muscle will not get stronger until it's broken down. Let me just share with you some real life experience. My sons, they love to work out. They're into it like I was years ago. And they're like, Dad, you can go work out. Dad, you can go work out. I'm like, no, I'll just have some Bluebell. <laughs> it's hot outside. I'll just have some ice cream. Matter of fact, some bananas on there, some strawberries, a little chocolate syrup. We'll make it up real good. And so he was harping on me. And uh, this was Jaron. And he says, hey, let's go work out. Let's go work out. I'm like, okay, I'll go. And so I will tell you. I was like, man, there's a message in this, Jaron. I got there, and I couldn't lift as much as I used to lift. And I could feel the, so the tightness coming on. And it had been so long since I had done the arm workout that the next day it was like, hey, how's how things going today? How are y'all doing? Can you get that for me? Sure. Oh. And then two days later, and three days later, Stuart knows what I'm talking about, that three-day soreness. You're like, oh, I'm not even joking. I don't know when that was, but I'm literally sore right here, right now. Still, it's been about five days, maybe four. And 
we, as Christians, we, we shy away from being broken by God. We don't want to be broken. We don't want to have that tear down moment. We don't want to have that altar moment. We don't want to show our emotions, man. We, we shy away from that and we're like, I, don't, I will not be broken. I don't want to be broken. But I, I want to be stronger in God. I want to be stronger in Christ. I do. But we don't want to go through the, the brokenness. We don't want to go through the breakdown, but we want the strength. There's no magic pill. There's no magic pre-workout. There's no magic protein powder. You have to put the work in. Here's the beauty of it. He did the same workout that I did. More weight, more reps. The next day, he's like, hey, how you feeling, Dad? How you feeling, Dad? Because <laughs> he knew. He knew. I'm like, oh, I'm all right. I'm all right. I, I, I texted him the very next day. I said, I've got just the right amount of soreness because I, I let up. I didn't do near as much. I'm smart enough now. I'm 47 years old. I'm like, I'm not going to do what you're doing. I'll do the same exercises, but not the same weight and reps because I'm going to be smart. And so I cut it way back. Next day, Jaron, I'm just the right amount of soreness. All right, all right. Next day, <laughs> how you doing, Dad? I'm like, well, I can't stretch my arm out, really. I'm kind, I kind of I need the Lord to heal me. i am kind of got a, something going on here. The beauty of being steadily open to God, open to being broken, open to prayer, open to your emotions connecting with God, and, and being a man that I'll be in touch with my emotions, I'll be in touch with God, I'll be in touch with an experience, a relationship with God, is that that soreness is not there. The pain that you feel like it's going to cause you or what you're going to face, it starts to go away. The more you are broken, the stronger you get. The next day, you're not hurting. The next two days, you're not hurting because it's a steady move. It's a steady working. And he's like, I don't even get sore anymore. I said, that's because you work out 10 days a week. <laughs> you go to the gym twice a day, literally. What is up with you? Okay. So, but that steady work, that steady movement in motion makes it to where you don't feel the pain. You don't feel that. And I was like, man, there is a message in that. All right, number one, let's get into this. Number one, we want to talk about strength. So Isaiah 40 and 29, it says, he gives strength to the weary. So strength, 1 Chronicles 16, 11. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. So back to the working out. I hit it twice a week. Once a month, every three months, go in the gym and just hit it real hard. The next day, oh, I, oh, I can't sit down. I can't move. Always. Not some of the time. You want results? You've got to do what you need to do, what you know to do. Always. Always. In Monday morning, always. Two, well, I'm going to take off on Tuesdays because that's when I hang out with my buddies. Now, Friday, oh, 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 Friday, I'll be at church Sunday, but Friday, Saturday, that's me time. When you want to give your life to God and you, and you start to see the real results, it's when the real you meets the real God, and you don't have, there's no such thing anymore as me time. There's no such thing as a spiritual cheat day. Because that's, we love in, in, in the community of getting stronger and eating healthy. It's so hard. It's so hard. And we mix in that 
cheat day. And we, we look forward to the cheat day. We, we love the cheat day. Not so much the work, but we want, man, we want them results. I want those results. But boy, that cheat day. Woo. And you're already thinking about what can I do? Where can I go? Strength. Strength. Always, not some of the time. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says this. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. I want you to focus in on this. And I read this and I read this and it finally hit me. It says, be men of courage. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be men of courage. That's plural. It does not say, be man of courage. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be man of courage. Me man. Me strong. By myself. I do. I make fire. Little reference to a movie, if you know your movies. Tom Hanks, by himself on an island. I have made fire. Me, man. He's so proud of himself because he's a pencil pusher behind a desk and he makes fire. It's it made him feel manly. You know, he's by himself out and out and stranded on a desert island. That's not how we are going to be strong. It says be men of courage, not man of courage. Time and time again, God has multiplied the efforts of a group of believers. Five chasing away a hundred. Ten chasing away two hundred, right? No. Thousands. All right? Thousands. So... God loves to work exponentially, and you need me, okay? You need the person sitting next to you. You need to be in attendance. You need to show up. Some of y'all need a marriage class. Some of y'all need Celebrate Recovery. Some of y'all need Celebrate Recovery. I, I was talking to one of the men who goes to celebrate recovery. He goes, man, I appreciate y'all having all these other classes. I like it. There's so many classes going on, on on a Tuesday night up here. Tuesday night is hope, elevate, learn, and hope, elevate, learn, and prosper. Help. And there's so many classes going on right now that we don't hardly have any rooms available, even to even getting your GED. And so he said, man, I appreciate y'all having all these classes, but man, it's CR, celebrate recovery for me. For the rest of my life, I'm going to go through it, I'm going to go through it, and I'm going to keep going through it, and I'm going to keep going through it. I'm with you, brother. I need the help. I need the strength of my family. I need my brothers and sisters. I want to be strong. So just like it says in 40 and 29, he, 29, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Number two is power. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says this, For God did not give us a spirit of timidity. So if you feel timid, if you feel like you can't speak to someone, if you feel like you're just too shy to share your great testimony, some of you have the most unbelievable testimony ever I've ever heard in my life. I would encourage you now to share that testimony, but not a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. 
power and of love and of self-discipline. Too many, though, want to live and have a spiritually weak grip. Bryce, come up here real quick. Just come up around here. I wasn't planning this, but I want, I want to do this. I just want to make a little object lesson real quick. And there's a way that men shake hands, and we're going to do it the correct way, okay? And God did not give us a spirit of timidity. All right? Too, too many, too many want to have a spiritually weak grip. All right, so this is the correct way. We come in here, and I know y'all couldn't feel that, but my wrist popped. <laughs> All right, so and I want y'all to look at that again. We come in here nice and strong. There, there's some men, if you're wondering how to shake hands, there's some, there's some things you got to do here. You first want to have that little web part right there. You want to go, there's going to be a good hard jam on that one, okay? You want to pop that one real good, then an immediate fold around. You do have some men who love to express their dominance, and so they'll shake their hand, and they'll go like this right here. They'll do a little bit of an arm wrestle move, a little pull. There's the pullback, there's the pullback method, so let's do it. Show them, show them the pullback method. We come in here, and you're like, I, I got, okay, yeah, you're, you're the dominant one. You're the dominant one. Hold on, don't go anywhere. Now, my, my granddad, years ago, come up here. We've got to get up here in the camera. You're too far off. We've got to get up here in the camera. They're having to try to follow both of us. It doesn't work. Step on in here. Okay. All right. Now, now my grandfather, years ago, he would, he would give the fisherman's handshake, which was like this. You, you're giving just a couple of little bites. Then you set the hook. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is the way a man shakes another man's hand. Now, what does it do to you? I mean, I know what it does to me when I go up to shake a guy's hand and I'm coming in strong, I'm fixing to pop it, lock it, rotate it, pull them in, whatever. And it's this right here, it's like, it's just, I was like, oh man, I just want to wash my hand, man. I was going to wash, can I go to the restroom real quick? I need to rinse my hand off. I mean, like, and it's just like, you just lay it out there and it's like, can you shake my hand for me? Shake my, go ahead, you do it. You do, shake my hand for me. Nice to meet you. Nice. nice to not meet you. All right, thank you so much, Bryce. Give him a hand. Thank you for helping me. Think about the strength and the power and the grip and getting a grip and learning and that you need all of your grip. You don't just need to operate in faith. You need strength and power. You need vision. You need endurance. We hadn't got there yet. There yet. Spit it out, Jeremy. You haven't gotten there yet in the message, but you need all of your grip. You need a spiritually strong grip on things. Do not have a spiritually weak grip. It is time for us to get a grip. All right, I'm gonna, they're going to play a video behind me right now. There's not any sound with this. And as this video plays, what this is, this is a man named Alex Honnold. Alex Honnold is a free solo climber. And what they're going to show here, this is going to show pitch number six, free blast slab, 480 feet up. He's 480 feet up right now. And it's going to show you his path. What he's doing right now, he is climbing El Capitan, the mountain face that is massive, massively tall. I forget the, the so this, there's the mountain face, and this is where he's at right now, 985 feet up. He is a free solo climber. What that means to you, if you don't know anything about climbing and you've never read about it, the man has no rope. The man has no carabiners. 
He has no locking devices of any sort or any kind. Yeah, I heard somebody in the crowd say, who does that? What kind of a crazy, but you know what? You know, the crazy thing is, spiritually speaking, there are those that free solo. They get out in this world and they take on a lot of things and they've got that mountain that they need to climb and they are literally spiritually doing this right here. They are free soloing without a rope, without a net, without a carabiner, without a church body, without a brother, without a sister. They claim to have a pastor, but they never talk to the pastor. They don't even know the pastor's name. They don't know anybody around them that would mentor them or help them. They're free soloing and free soloing is dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. If he slips, he dies. If he falls, that's it. Now, he's got a strong grip. This man has a very strong grip. He practices for this, and he, does, he has little things in his house where he puts his fingers in, and he does finger pull-ups. And one arm, one finger pull-ups. And that's how he got ready to climb this mountain. But there's such danger in what he's doing with not having, oh, that just makes me nauseous to look at it. I can't even imagine. Can you imagine getting up there in a free solo climb and then you, you kind of lock up like, I'm scared. Would it be better for me, it would be better for me, it would be better for you to have a climbing partner. It would be better to have some things to help you along the route. He has to have a strong grip. There's such power in having that strong grip. He cannot afford to be one who has a weak grip at this point. I believe this is a part, I've watched this video a couple of times, this is a part called the transition, and he's having a transition from right, look at the trees down there in the bottom. He's having a transition from right to left across the face. This is something that is crazy. And like we said in here a minute ago, who does this? What kind of a crazy person? You know, even if you can, you're like, I can do it. I can do it. Because I went to the local climbing facility and I climbed there on the little holes and I feel strong. I feel like I can do it. Maybe you can relate to that spiritually where you say, you walk out of here on a Sunday morning and say, that was good. I, I feel strong. I do feel strong. I feel stronger now than I've ever felt. I feel like I'm just going to free solo the rest of this week. I feel like I'm just going to just step out there on my own. I'm going to do it all on my own. And you may need a Tuesday night help night, but you don't come. You may, you may have a hurt habit or hang up. But you don't want anybody to see your weakness. You don't want anybody to think something. So therefore, you don't come. You don't attend. You don't go for the help. You don't come every time the door. You're not, you're not doing whatever you need to do to be stronger and stronger and stronger to have that strong grip. Number three, if you're taking notes, is hope. Hope. Romans 8 and 24. For in this hope, we were saved y'all could bring up the, the lights please uh, so I can see my pages here Romans 8 and 24 for in this hope we were saved but hope that is seen is no hope at all who hopes for what he already has 
Some of you have what seems like an impossible mountain in front of you. There was hope that he would climb the mountain. He had hope that he would find the next hold. He had hope, and he sees it, and there's the mountain. So some of you, you don't have hope because you feel like you've got everything. You feel like you have everything. You feel like your marriage is perfect. When, but th this happens. This happens in counseling. Someone comes to me and says, I need help. And I'll say, well, why don't you, what, what, about, if we, what about if we do this? Maybe, maybe you need to read your word. You need to pray. You need to be the leader of the home. Yeah, yeah, but I, I already do. I, I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I do that. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And then my wife, maybe you're speaking to a lady, and no, oh, no, I don't. I'm, I'm good. I, look, it's he, 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 and, and he, and you just don't know how much he and how, he, and then he. I, oh man, he, 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 he. It's not funny. It's not funny. And then it's she. Oh, you, she just, and then, she, boy, she just, mm, she. We have a she, he going on, and I'm like, we need to have an I, I, me, 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 and I need to get right with God, and I need to put God in the right place in my life and get me right, get the beam out of my eye. I need to get a grip. That's what, you know, we don't say it in counseling. If you ever come to counseling for us, with us, just know that, we probably want to say, get a grip, wake up, be a man, be a woman, get, get a grip. <laughs> no, we're going to, so tell me all about it. <laughs> Let's pray. And I'm saying a prayer and in my mind, I'm thinking, Lord, help them to just get a grip. Lord, help these people to get a grip. Just wake up with the same problem, same problem, same problem. This year, next year, probably going to come to me in about three or four months, six months, going to hit it up again. And I want to say, get a grip. It's time to get a grip. All five. Hold on. And let's climb the mountain. Have some hope about you and some faith about you. Look at the, I've got a mountain. I've got this mountain. I've got this mountain. There's people that don't attempt to climb El Capitan with ropes, carabiners, and all the safety equipment. They say, I'm not doing, uh-uh, no way, no way. There's some introverted faces. There's some negative climbing upside down. I am out. We'll go to Broken Bow and we'll do a little nature hike. That's what we're going to do. I'm not climbing that. I don't care. I don't care if you got double, triple rope. Oh, we got all the safety equipment. And this dude climbs it with a chalk bag and some sticky shoes. I mean, and, and that's it. And some pants and T-shirt. He's really geared up real strong, right? I'm telling you, the mountain that you see in front of you and how you think it's so impossible, when you can get a grip, you can climb that mountain. You can climb that mountain. Say, so I believe it. I can do it. I can do it. Amen. 1 Peter 1 and 3. Jesus is our living hope. How can we have hope? How in the world? How can your mountain possibly be climbed? 1 Peter 1 and 3. Jesus is our living hope. Isaiah 40, 31 says, Those who have hope in the Lord will renew their strength. So you say, I'm, I, I, I can't do it. I'm not, I don't have the strength. It says renew. So you don't believe this. You had some strength at one time. There was something there. And it's time to renew 
that strength. It's time for you to gain access to that strength again. Amen? Through our hope in Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Number four is vision. The text goes on to say, they will soar on wings like eagles. Some of us are just, we're still working on our strength. We don't have power. We're just trying to keep hope alive. I'm like, man, I'm just trying to keep hope alive. I was just keep hope alive, keep faith alive. I'm just hoping. I look at the mountain and I think, man, there's no way. There is no way. I, I, I'm just hoping that one day my marriage can, can get to be where it needs to be. I'm hoping that one day I can get over my hurt, habit, or hang up. I just have hope. I just have some hope, and I hope I make it. And somebody says, hey, how are you doing today? Man, I'm, I'm hanging on. Hey, it's another day. I'm, I'm, I'm on the right side of the dirt. I mean, we, these East Texas phrases, we don't even realize how much we're, we're, it's detrimental to our own health and well-being because we are living a life of negativity, and God cannot bless the fruit of our lips. There's nothing to bless. You wake up in the morning, you're going, I hope I make it. Maybe I can make it. Keep faith alive, and strength lost will come back. So number four is vision. And so you've got a picture of the eagle here. The eagle rises up above every enemy. So I want you to think about how the scripture is putting this together for us. Even youths grow tired. You don't have to leave the picture up there. Even youths grow tired and weary. And young men and women stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord, those who have faith, those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. Why does he compare us to the eagle? The eagle is above everything. It soars above the problems. It sees its enemy with full clarity. These are the things that will happen when you finally get in tune with the Holy Ghost. When you finally let yourself be broken. When you finally have a moment at the altar. When you finally surrender. I surrender. When you finally give everything in this heart, in this pride, in this strong-willed, hard-headed man, because that's me. When I finally break, things change. Things happen. Then I can be the eagle. But I can't do just one thing. This is us. This is us hard-headed men. And we're like, I'm going to, okay, I'm going to try to pick this podium up with my pinky. And this thing is pretty heavy. Let me try with just my pointer finger. I actually feel like pointer finger, middle finger. Here we go. If I bounce, if I hold it on my body, if I, so, but this is how hard-headed we are. We'll have men, we'll call each other and we'll say, hey, if you need me, give me a call. If you need me, hey, if you need me, brother, I'm here for you. I want to be here for you. If you need me, give me a call. I'm good. I'm good. Hey, if you need me, brother, give me a call. Hey, if you need your church body, if you need your brother, if you need your sister, if you, hey, maybe you need the Holy Ghost. 
God's saying, you know, just the other day we had a sermon, answer the call. He's calling to you. He's saying, surrender to me. Give me your heart. Give me your broken self and let me raise you up and make you stronger than what you ever thought you could be. I know I'm good. I'm, God, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just going to carry this to the back back here. I'm just going to get this back here. I'm good. No, you're not good. You're not good. You need, I need Jesus. I need a new walk with God. I need something more than I've had in the past because what I've done in my past doesn't work. But I'm insane, right? Because I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to do the same thing day in and day out, week in and week out. And then I ask myself, as I, you know, because you're insane, right? So you say self, self. I said to self. And self answered and said, why are you doing? How are you? And why? And, and you'll have a conversation with yourself driving to work. I don't know. I mean, she just, and then he, and then my kids, man, I'm just, stop. I had my blinker on. You know. You, road rage. Now listen, this is why you need your church body. One of our church members, lovely man, he said, he's heard me. He's talk, he knows how I have issues too. And he says, Pastor, I'm going to help you. And he delivers me a license plate cover and hands it to me. And all it says on there is, Pastor. He said, that's going to help your road rage because everybody's going to see you're a pastor. And you're not going to be able to cut everybody off. Thank you, Jason Ray. You are my buddy. I will tell you, I do not have it on my license plate yet because I'm working on it. I really don't. I don't have road rage. I just maybe like to drive a little fast sometimes. And sometimes I will purposely drive slow. Uh, just, you know, there's just, you can just, a little aggravation there. I guess that goes back to when I aggravated my siblings. So, but the eagle sees everything in absolute clarity. It sees its enemy, okay? It's, well, let's just say it sees its prey. The fish is not an enemy of the eagle. <laughs> I think there's a message in that right there. Some of you feel like there's an enemy out to get you, and God's saying, <clears throat> I'm the God of heaven and earth. I created all of the heavens and the earth. I created you. I created every living, breathing thing. And you're telling me, so you're telling me that you're afraid of that. I made that. I made you. I live in you. You have asked me to be in you and live in you and reside in you. And my spirit is one with your spirit. And you are full of the Holy Ghost. You've been baptized in my name. You've taken on the name of Jesus. And now you want to play like you're scared. No, no, no. What? That is your mountain. I will remove that mountain and cast it into the sea. That is prey to you. That is a meal to you. It's time for us to wake up in the morning and whatever problem the devil throws out in front of you, you look at it like this fish right here. You say, that's good. Thank you. I'm hungry. I'll eat that. I will eat that for lunch, devil. Devil, I will eat that for lunch. How does that... Eagle fly down and grab that with that grip. And he takes that problem. He takes that prey. He takes that thing that many might look at it and say it's one thing or another. But no, the eagle says it's a meal. It's snack time. And he reaches down and powerfully 
without any effort hardly at all, and he grabs that thing and kills it and destroys it and eats it and actually gets strength from it. So what you're looking at as a mountain or a problem, that little thing could probably give you some strength. But I don't want to face the mountain. I don't want to face the problem. You need to have something that you face sometimes that God is on your side. He gives you the power to do it. You don't do it within yourself. You don't go climb El Capitan by yourself. You have your church body. You have your friends. You have your word. And it's your sword and your shield. Amen? And you attack that. And you move on that. And that problem begins to give you power now. And that problem can turn into something that builds your faith and builds your strength. Amen? Seeing everything with complete clarity. Psalms 124 and 7 says, says, We have escaped like a bird out of the fowler's snare. The eagle sees its prey and confidently attacks it. That eagle does not swoop down to the water with its eyes closed and thinking, I hope this fish doesn't jump up and, and grab my wing. I hope this fish doesn't hurt me. No, it swoops down and confidently says, hey, chill up. You just became snack time. Don't take it up here to this nest. I'm going to enjoy your company for a little while. And then guess what? You're not going to be part of me anymore. You just fuel. That problem, the devil's wanting to instigate you. Instigate you. No, that's fuel. That's fuel. I see you, devil. I see the problems. I see the mountain. I see, I see. And I got clarity. And I'm high. And I'm like that eagle soaring with those wings. And I come down there and I say, take it. Mm -hmm. I will. I will triumph. We need to get a grip. If you would, just stand with me. I'll be quick on this fifth one, but just, we need to get a grip. Don't gripe and complain. Grip and contain. Let me say that again. Don't gripe and complain. Rather, grip and contain. Contain that problem. Number five, endurance. The text finishes with running and not growing weary, walking and not fainting. In Genesis, Enoch walked with God. Noah walked with God. We need endurance. We need to be able to run and not grow weary, walk and not faint. How will we do that? We have to walk with God. Galatians 5.16 says, walk by the Spirit. Hebrews 12.1, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance and endurance. You need the things I talked about today. And if you don't have a strong grip, 
You need to ask yourself, what am I doing? Where am I failing? Where am I not giving of myself completely to God? What am I holding on to? Many of us hold on to one thing, and we want to be strong, and we feel like we're strong, and we walk out of here on a Sunday morning, we say, I feel so strong. I feel strong. Man, I really feel strong. This is me. And some of us are so mixed up, we're like, we're like doing the Star Trek grip. I mean, it's like... I thought about that. And maybe you can go back and forth. That, that'll freak you out. Try that. And we're like, I'm, I feel so strong. I, do, do you have your full grip? Do you have the strength? Do you have the power? Do you have the hope? Do you have the vision? Do you have the endurance? I want to read it one more time. How do you say, O Jacob, and complain, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord. My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary. He increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those, everybody say with me, those who hope in the Lord, everybody say, will renew their strength. They will soar on the wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Let's give praise to God right now for what he's about to do. There's somebody here today, this message has spoken to you, it spoke to me, and you look at it and you say, I've got a mountain. It's bigger than, I can, it, it looks bigger than the rock face that you showed on that big screen today. It's a mountain. And I'm not trying to make a mountain out of a molehill. You may say, it's, you literally have a mountain. There could be a diagnosis that you got at the doctor's office. It's a mountain. There's somebody that's saying, I'm leaving. I'm not going to stay with you anymore. This marriage is over. It's a mountain. Maybe there's a, a youth member or a child that says, I've got, Dad, Mom, I've got an addiction. I've been hiding it from you for, for years. Honey, there's somebody else. Something at work. I realize that we have to know that there are mountains. Get a grip. Get a grip. That's, that's all I'm going to say. Get a grip. Look at the mountain and know that this is a mountain that will be cast into the sea. This is a mountain that I will be able to climb and conquer. And you saw at the end of the video how he gets to the top and it gets easier. And he's just walking. And he just walks across the top. It's over. You need some mountaintop experiences. If you're not walking in a mountaintop, some of you right now, you're like, man, I am literally like this right here in the, in the mountain. And I'm tired and I'm scared and I am afraid to make another move. But God is saying, you will not conquer the, all you need to hear this right now. You will not Get to the top. You will not conquer the mountain unless you make another scary, nervous, 
unsure, maybe a little bit out of your comfort zone, move. You can't stay on the side of the mountain for the rest of your life. You're going to get tired and you're going to fall. So it's time to move. It's time to make a move. It's time to move. But I will, I, I'm scared. I feel comfortable here. I'll just stay right here on this little ledge about 2,000 feet up and just, just hang out for a little while. Maybe a bird will come by and drop me a snack or something. I'll pray the Lord deliver me. And God's saying, nope. See that, see that hold right there? Go for it. No, go for it. Get a grip. Get a grip. Get a grip. You have got to move. God says, you move, I move. You grip, I put my hand on your grip, and I strengthen it. And every move that you make, I will enhance it. I will strengthen it. I will place it. I will guide you. I will direct you. You don't know where to move next? Watch me. I will open up the door that needs to be opened. You need to pray this. God, open up doors that need to be opened. Shut doors that need to be shut. Guide my steps. Be that light for me, Lord, and light my path. Light the way for me, God, in the name of Jesus. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray to you right now that you would stir the hearts today. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, that it pricks our heart and it stirs us up. Thank you, Lord, for conviction falling in this place. Sir, if you're hearing me today, ma'am, if you're hearing me today, and conviction is working on you right now, if it's stirring your heart and you say, I need to move. I have been stuck in this, on the side of this slope, on the side of this mountain, and I need to move. I want you to raise a hand if that's you today. Just raise your hand and say, I need to move. It's time for me to move. I am tired of being stuck on the side of a rock face, and it's time for me to climb and not be scared and move. Okay, thank you. Lower that hand. The altars are open today. The altars are open today, and if you need to make a move, I want you to start by literally making a move and coming to this altar and saying, I need God. I, I need to make a move. I don't know what's going on. I can't control it. My life has become unmanageable, and I need to know that I need to make a move. And don't believe for one minute that your neighbor needs to move, and you don't. There's a mountain that somebody is facing, and it's time to make a move. It's time to make a move. That's it. They're coming. It's coming. Everybody, that's, that's good. This is good. Let's give praise right now to God for what he's about to do. I want us, church, church, I want us to begin to thank God for what's about to happen. What's about to happen? A move is happening right now, and something is about to change. Something is about to break. It's time to make a move. They made that move, and if you're in your pew today and you, you didn't come up here, release it to God and say, God, I need you to, to help me to make that next move. So right now as they sing, those of you that are up here, we're going to pray with you. And I want God to move in your 
situation. I know he's going to move in your situation. The mountain is about to be conquered in the name of Jesus. You will conquer the mountain. You will get to the top, and it will be behind you in the name of Jesus. We will speak it. We will pray it. We will believe it in the name of Jesus. So as you sing this song, Lexi, y'all play this song. That's what we're praying right now. Mountain, be removed. Mountain, be removed in the name of Jesus. Let's pray, church. Let's pray.
Praise God. Praise God for some, for some more going down in the name of Jesus. Praise God for these baptisms. Praise Upon God. your confession of faith and the obedience to the word of God, I baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Christ for the remission of your sins.